Thanks for listening to this episode of Two Heels on a Face Wrestling Podcast. Yes, that is Charlie's voice. Right <laughs> I'm so happy to be back. Oh, by the way, out of all the things I mentioned earlier, Steve, hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? <laughs> I forgot to mention that I had strep throat, too. Oh, so in the summer? I, yes, in the summer. And I think I got that back coming back from my flight. So I've, I've been gone. Yuck. Africa, family stuff, strep throat. I haven't seen Chris an entire month of June, Man. which is just not like us. We finally got to see each other today, Chris. How yeah, you feel and about that? we're it, it's great. Uh, big celebration, Modelo's and uh, pizza recommended by Steve. What's the pizza? Aurelio's. Aurelio's. It's mm-hmm. I, I'm like um, I'm like uh, kind of blown away by it. Like, I, I really like it. Was it. That good. I, I'm I'm a little scared that I found out that it's so close by now. Mm. It's the sauce, man. I could drink <laughs> Aurelio's sauce. <laughs> Like, is that a milkshake? No, it's an Aurelio's sauce blend. Oh, man. So the summer, what's up, summer teacher? Steve just told us that teachers actually do go in Monday through Friday during the summer, well, which is not Administration. Principals, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. Te- yeah. My teachers are off kicking their feet up Sorry, in their I didn't mean to grade you at all. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm also a teacher, so I teach okay. a class. But, yeah. um, you know, administrators at school, it's it's a busy time. A lot's going down, hiring, planning, reports, you name it. So Booking fees. Yeah, booking fees, you know, translating to talk to luchadors. There's a lot happening. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a translator? No, we use uh, okay. some of the guys on the roster who connect us to the luchadors. So. Oh, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Speaking of, yeah, so we're going to try to make this 30 minutes, right? Woo! Express. We got places to Snack go. Snack size. Snack size. I yeah, like it. We'll see. Um, we're wrestling. Wait a second. This the Google Drive I'm looking at. Yeah. Oh, yes. We're recapping five. Yes. And then planning for six. <laughs> and then we're planning we're for between six. two worlds. <laughs> yes. Six. The sixth one is coming up. Um, and it's a lot packed into what? Like a couple years that we've known it? Like. Maybe a year that we've known each other. Yeah, we talked before the first one a little over a year ago. So the first one was May of eighteen, and we talked maybe April of eighteen. Wow. So. Yep. Oh my gosh, we've I, been friends. I was for putting a year. the the dates together. I realized like Warrior Wrestling was Warrior Wrestling and I share birthdays. May eleventh. Really? really? Yeah. 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 Well, that's. I mean, good things come together. So yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday uh, to you. Happy birthday to all of us. <laughs> and uh, so Warrior Wrestling five happened on May twelfth. May twelfth. At Marion Catholic High School, we're going to recap really quick. We got some notes in here, and then we're going to get you hyped up for six. Yes. I'm staring at the poster. There's, like, new Lucha editions, which obviously, like, plays into uh, part of your core audience. Mm-hmm. And, like, obviously, I don't, I mean, I've never been disappointed by seeing a new Luchador. They usually pull things out of their ass that I haven't seen before. But right. first, we're Wrestling 5, the original cage match... Right, you set the cage up first, right? Yes. Logis- logistically. Yes. Yes. Uh, it was supposed to be Austin Aries versus Eddie Edwards. It did not happen. This transformed into something else. Correct. What was the what was, was this kind of like on the fly, or were you like, we got to put those together? Totally on the fly. So, so total backstage talk here. So, Eddie Edwards was sick as a dog on Saturday. I, I don't know if you guys remember, Brian Cage had been really hurt yep. in the week leading up to that because he had just back. won the Impact yeah. title, but he messed up his back. In a Spanish fly spot off the ramp onto the floor a week before, or two Cla- weeks, two classic, weeks before, classic. right? You know, the, <laughs> the Spanish old- fly for the 275, 280 bodybuilder, <laughs> yeah. as you do. 
That's so insane. he had been really hurt for two weeks. He had pulled out of some indie bookings. They didn't use him uh, physically at the Impact tapings. Okay. And he was not he was not ready to wrestle on the show, right? He was just, he wasn't ready. And he was going to come do the appearance regardless, but he was probably just going to appear on the show, do a promo, etc. He was supposed to face Wardlow. Well, day before the show, excuse me, Eddie Edwards is sick as a dog. I get a call from Eddie at 6 o'clock on Saturday night. Steve, it's Eddie. I'm so sorry. He sounds sick. He's puking. He's got whatever. And I was like, oh, my God. So Eddie's off the show. Legitimately. Not pulling, like, legitimately dude was sick. Right. Because he and Impact apologized, did a lot of stuff to make good for it, which I appreciate. Um, so Eddie Edwards is sick. So now I've got a hurt Brian Cage who can't go against Wardlow. And i got a sick Eddie Edwards who can't go against Austin Aries. So um, I call Brian Cage. We're talking about a variety of ideas and things of what might happen if he can't go. And the idea comes up, let's put it all together in the cage. And, and Brian Cage, against doctor's recommendations and or orders or whatever, said, I'm, I'm going to do it. Trooper did it. Total trooper. Mm-hmm. So if you watch that match, you know, Kayfabe is dead at the moment, but if you yeah. watch that match, he does not take a back bump because right. he can't take right. a back bump. But he works the full match with both guys. We combined Aries, Wardlow, and Cage in the cage. They had a fun match. It was great. And everybody survived. You finally got Cage in a cage, Chris. Uh, we got Cage, cage in, a in a cage. cage. Yeah, That's we've, what you've yeah. been asking for for like the past couple of years. Yes. Doing this podcast. Um, a credit to Austin Aries because I felt like he was the glue in this match. No yep. offense to Wardlow. Like Wardlow versus 100% healthy Cage would be something we'd love to see. Sure. Um, it, it, the situation was what it was. I felt like Aries really brought the whole thing together. He really he came out. He expl- he kind of like within his just promo ness, like explained mm-hmm. what was going on. Wardlow came out, and then he was like, I thought Aries was by far the MVP of that match. He, yes. he seemed like the ringleader. Yeah. In that match, I cannot say enough good things about Austin Aries as far as ideas, execution, promos, wrestling. You know, he gets a bad rap from people. But yeah. the guy's incredible at what he does. And you like told us this off the air yeah. last time. Yep. Um, is like, yeah, wherever Austin Aries goes, there's a pattern of him and creative don't get along. He moves on to the next company. Yep. Um, and you kind of like explained your take on that. Yeah. And it's, and yeah, and like you have nothing but good things to say about him. So absolutely. I've yeah. never, you know, so there have been times where Austin Aries has brought something up to me in the middle of a show or whatever. I'm like, oh, not, and he brings something up and you go, you're totally right. Like <laughs> he just he he knows this business like the back of his hand, and I, I can't say enough good things about him. Cool. Yeah. No, it was really cool to see. He got like caught. It was like a, ra- a climbing race at the end between Wardlow and Cage. Yep. And Aries got like kind of caught his caught his leg, um, so he couldn't like do the climb out. So. And then Cage climbed was, over him and yeah. stepped on his crotch as the last yes. step on the way over the cage. <laughs> right. So yeah, I mean, I thought although. Cage won and retained. Austin Aries, I thought, was the MVP. Total MVP. MVP of this. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. and like like you said, I mean, hopefully down the future, we do get to see that Wardlow versus Cage, mm-hmm. you know, while both of them are healthy, I think it's going to, it would be insane. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure Wardlow understood, right? And oh, like, yeah. I mean, you know, it was what it was, but um, we're still waiting for a way to showcase Wardlow because mm-hmm. it's one of those things where um, and somebody said this in a Facebook comment when we announced him a couple weeks ago for Warrior 6 they're like I really wish people wouldn't chant like Ryback chants or feed me more chants because this guy's got so much more and Eric actually commented on it and said you know just wait because mm-hmm. like this this guy is so good yeah. once the world sees what he can do I feel like he's put like a like a little like 
you know when you're driving along on the road yep. and a rock skips up and cracks your windshield like yeah. and then it eventually spiders? Yep. That's what Wardlow has done. Yes. To his glass ceiling. He's at chipping least. at it. He's chipping at it. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Was that a good analogy, Chris? That, that, was, a, that was great. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Strep throat can't keep you down. No, no, nothing. Um, Up not, next, we yeah, had the uh, hair versus clown match. Yes. Eagle versus Pillman with the clown in his back pocket. Yeah. Um, so I'm not, I'm not going to go through all the bullet points here, but um, I, you did a good job, Steve, of like. <laughs> Thank you. So the, this match happens. Uh, uh, Robert Ego Anthony, obviously like a true pro, has a really good match. Brian mm-hmm. Pillman Jr. gets the victory, and like I want him to just strangle Frank the Clown for five minutes, and yes. he didn't allow that to happen, <laughs> or Frank didn't allow that. Right, to I was happen. Uh, yes. as I was watching that, I'm like, the the uh, religious studies teacher. <laughs> I'm like, he has to get his, you know. Yes. <laughs> Are, wait, yeah. Wait, you were you're. Wait, sorry. I told the Give story the teacher about, about So there's right. a, a religion teacher at Marion oh, who yes, said yes, he yes. just wants to get see the crap get kicked out yes, of Frank okay. the Clown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you didn't see it for four minutes and 55 right. seconds. Right, I'm like, they're going to run out of time. You're not going to, you know, Frank the Clown is not going to get his ass kicked. But. I felt a blue ball in that sense. <laughs> I felt blue balled in that sense. I just wanted murder and destruction. <laughs> and he kept busting, like, the powder. Yes. And all that stuff. It reminded me of the movie Ready to Rumble. That's fair. I didn't think of that, but you're right. But he's just like, he's too like slippery. Yes. He was too slippery. And so, I know, right? (laughs) Don't damn me. Damn those three gentlemen who are in charge of their own creative for that one. And I think uh, the idea behind that was that if Pillman beat the snot out of Frank for five straight minutes, it's the law of diminishing marginal returns, right? Like the first 30 seconds are amazing. Then what do you do? Excuse me, for the next four and a half minutes. And so the thought was... Just keep pummeling him. Well, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> five minutes. Maybe no, more Frank. The, only the, pop me. There would have been no diminishing returns. Yeah. But the thought was to hold off to give everybody what they wanted till the very, very end and to give it to him in a big, spectacular way. So at five, as five minutes hit on the buzzer, Pillman did a Death Valley driver through four chairs on Frank the Clown. Yeah. And Frank actually landed on the backs of the chairs, yeah. which was so painful to watch <laughs> because I know how terrible that must have felt because if he landed flat on the seats, it would have been much better, but he landed on the backs of the chairs. Mm. So you can take solace <laughs> in the fact that Frank was in legitimate sure. and real pain for the rest of the evening. Maybe if someone makes a gif out of that or like a rewatch it a couple times, but I don't know. I wanted more I wanted more violence. Well, I don't know if you've seen the the video we put out from Frank or that Frank put out about a week ago now. Okay. Um, Probably not then. Frank put out a video where he said j- frustrating you even more. You know, everyone was so happy when I got put through those chairs. You know who was the happiest? Frank the clown. Because Frank had an epiphany, and that epiphany is that Frank the Clown is hardcore. Oh, Frank the Clown no, can absorb pain. No, Frank not. the Clown is a warrior. Stop so it. then Frank issued Frank the Clown's hardcore open challenge for Warrior Wrestling 6. Oh. So someone oh. will step to Frank the Clown I'm so mad. in a this, hardcore this, fight. This yes. is where, where uh, Wardlow makes his name right here. He just beats sure. up Frank the Clown for five minutes straight. Sure. I'm fine with that. He's infuriating. <laughs> yes. Yes. Great. Well, get <laughs> ready. I, um, we have been, we, we know who the challenger will be. We are not yet able to say it. All I will oh. say is that the person is on the poster. 
person mm. is on the poster. Mick Foley it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh, Damn. my goodness. I, I yeah. Oh, my goodness. The history, too. <laughs> it's, it almost writes itself. It really Hard does. It's as if someone laid it all out that way. Okay, <laughs> okay now uh, I'm excited. <laughs> all right. Uh, talking about excitement. I mean, can you get more excited for Space Pirates versus the Ugly Ducklings? Come Dude, on. How fun was that? That was, And then, uh, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Mikey. Coach Mikey. Coach yeah. Mikey. Coach Mikey was uh, once, like, if Austin uh, Aries was 1A, Coach Mikey had to be 1B. <laughs> yes. Oh, Amazing. Like, he did so much doing so little. Yes. He was just, like, doping around, like... <laughs> Yes. And on the video too, you just heard, like he like you heard all of his grunts as if you were like sitting front row. The like the mic, did you have a mic up? Front no, or something? the like, cameras were just great. Yeah, uh-huh. I heard like a bunch of like random people shouting stuff too. Yeah, I did you watch it back? I'm yeah, assuming. oh yeah. But yeah, the, Coach Mikey was like his timing. Yeah, his comedic timing. It's fantastic. It was really Truly good. fantastic in all ways. Yeah, really good. Um, and then Space Pirates uh, picked up the victory with yep. their. Uh, normal finisher, which is like, I don't know, it's like the the Tremperetta finisher, but you get tail whipped in the face also. Correct. By, yeah, uh, by, by Space Monkey. Yeah, by Space Monkey. Backwards pile driver tail whip. Right. And we've mentioned that like the Space Pirates haven't had a bad match in like years. No. So since they've been teaming together, I don't well, think they've had like a. They're incredible. And, and so we've been working with them for a little over a year now. They started in Warrior One. And they started very strong and great characters and fun. They've become incredible wrestlers, and they never yeah. were bad, but they've become incredible. And Shane Saber's gotten in ridiculous shape, and I mean, they are just—they can go. Yeah, I mean, no, that's a good really point. Go. They were more character than wrestler. Yep. Now it's like even the 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 moves that they're the finisher, like they figured that out on the go. Like it wasn't, yep. you know, that was their finisher from their first match together. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Right so, when it was, right when it happened, I was like, "That's the finish." Like, yep. it's just like so. The finisher move is so over that. Yeah, it's, it's convincing. awesome. Yeah. And uh, I know that for a while you had talked about uh, filthy Tom Lawler. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like he would be an ideal guy at Warrior, and we finally got him. And it, I, I, I feel like this was a like a last minute get, was it? Like it was. So when we had, I don't know if somebody dropped off. So we lost. So like two or three weeks before the show, we lost the Rascals and we lost Ace Austin. And That's so there right. was some shuffling on the show. And that left some space that we could have played with. And ultimately, we plugged Tom Lawler into one of those spots. And um, I've been a Tom Lawler fan since the first time I saw him. And I think the thing with Tom is Tom has such a unique style that you can put him against anybody, he'll be fine. But if you put Tom against the right opponent, oh, man, is it cool. Mm -hmm. And Ridgeway was perfect. Ridgeway, yeah. I don't know. I don't know much about Chris Ridgeway, but after this match, uh, it reminded me of. Um, and Charlie, you know, you we always reference this match uh, where it was like Silas Young versus uh, Fitchett a long time ago. No, in AEW. it was Gulak. Was Gulak? Gulak. It was Gulak. Gulak. That's okay. right. Yeah. Like, it was that was my first wrestling. AEW show. It, that was the one that, what, coincidentally, McFoley was on. Okay. That was, That's this right. This was like 2016, maybe. Maybe 2015. I don't know. But, yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. It reminded yeah. me of that match. It was like straight. Like grappling and, and holds and oh yeah, and yep. I thought it was really cool. It was very different from anything that I had seen in that show, and I yep. knew that it was going to be very different from anything that I would see, 
you know, as the show progressed. Yeah. That was the thought. And, and our goal is always, as you guys know, to create a buffet of wrestling, right? So different, uh, we have one really great Italian dish, one really great Mexican dish, one great Greek dish. And a Lawler <laughs> match is a different flavor. Yeah, and so um, we have we won't announce matches for Warrior Six yet for a couple of weeks, but we've got a lot of working ideas in mind for what Waller's match might be there as well. You could just put him against a guy; it'd be great. He's he's great, but when you put him against the right guy, like I had probably ninety percent of people who talked to me after Warrior Five said that was the match of the show. And I was like, interesting, because Volador was on the show, the Lucha Brothers yeah. killed it, mm-hmm. Tessa and is Jordan. That, sorry, is that fans or like backstage? Both. Both. Okay. A lot of people like, and it's interesting. Some fans, so fans either told me they were bored by Ridgeway Lawler, or it was the greatest thing they've ever seen. Right. It was right. one or the other. I you was going to mention that there was a quote by I didn't see the promo, but there was a quote by like ZSJ recently. Did yeah. you see that? No. Where it was like, oh god, what did he say? This is not the exact quote, but he was like trying to teach like a, or show a good submission match to Americans is like trying to teach teach English to a dog. Yes. Where it's almost like if you get that style or you like that style, it's almost there's like no gray area with no. it. It's either you hate that match and also like watching it back, it didn't have a ton of loud pops. No. But it was like comfort food. Yes. You're kind of like watching it and you're almost like you're in awe. Like, yeah, you're in awe or like you could you're so comfortable watching it, you could like drift away. Yes. Almost cuz yes. you're just like so zoned in on them. Con- like continually yes. manipulating each other, so it's like all or nothing. Like yeah. you either get it or you don't. That type of match. and the finish got a big pop from the people. That, the people that were very drawn in were crazy for the finish. Yeah, which was a choke out by by Lawler. Yeah, mm-hmm. out of nowhere, right? Yeah, it was like a. It was like a. It was almost like the GCW Bloodsport, mm-hmm. where they're like these two guys convince you they're really trying to go after each other, yep. and then all of a sudden, like most fights have like yes happen in real life. It's just like over in a second. Yep. And that's how it was. Yeah. No, I thought it was different than anything we've done before it, and it was it was awesome. We were yeah, very happy I with agree. that. I uh, agree. So just to make sure that we said that Tom Lawler picked up the win on this yeah. one. Yeah, your naked choke. Yep. Yeah. And so then, you know, going from that very unique match to somewhat of a crazy match. Yes. <laughs> Monix versus, Many versus ways. Adonis. Um, it was a street match. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went all over the place. It went up to the bleachers. Yep. And then it had a weird finish. It sure did. <laughs> you know what it reminded me? It reminded me of the Austin Rock finish. Like, I don't know what WrestleMania was. Maybe it was the third time at WrestleMania. They faced each other three times at WrestleMania. Yeah. Maybe it was the third time where it, just, it was just like a bunch of chair shots. Mm-hmm. And then it ended. It was 17. It was the second time in 2001. It was the second time. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. That's what the finish reminded me of. But yes. I would like... Uh, to throw it to you, Steve, sure. to explain the psychology behind it. Absolutely. And so there, uh, Nick Houseman wrote a good article on um, Wrestling Inc., breaking down some of it. Um, the finish was not the finish. So mm-hmm. uh, okay. during the course of the match, um, w- which what we later found out was a total freak accident, no, no one's fault, Sam Adonis got busted over hard way over his eye. And right. so what had happened was uh, Monix hit Adonis with a chair shot, Yep. And then Adonis fell and kicked that same chair back into his own eye just with his leg kicking up. And so it busted his eye open really bad. And he was a little disoriented. And the referee immediately, shoot, called for the finish. It's over. Like something's wrong with yeah, him. He it's stopped over. it. Yeah. The referee stopped it. Sam, shoot, was not happy with his match ending that way. 
screamed at the referee, screamed at the ring announcer, and we kept going. And we ended up in a very heated finish that was not the finish. Okay. And um, I actually didn't even see what happened because I was dealing with something backstage. Right. And it kind of all got related to me afterwards. And um, Sam got taken to a, an urgent care and, and got his, his eye all fixed up and everything. But um, was was not the planned finish, and it was just kind of – it all kind of happened. So okay. we had – honest to God – my fingerprints aren't on that at all. It just mm-hmm. happened as it happened. Yeah, it was almost like a, a frustrated, like, restart. It was like a frustrated restart, and yeah. it just ended with a lot of chair shots and happening. And I think it really added to the match because Sam was legit pissed, <laughs> and he just went like a pit bull in, on Pat Monix at the finish. Right. And it, like, watching it back, because when we watched it back on video, we are like, oh, man, like, that it's the perfect ending to a violent street fight match. It really is. But felt really weird because right. of the restart and other things. And yeah, it that, just wasn't like your traditional like no. booked finish. But not that it, that's bad. Right. No, it was just like, it yeah. wasn't, I mean, yeah, it was it wasn't a street finish. match, right? So, yeah. 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 yeah so um, it was Austin versus Rock 17. Yeah. That's what it was. <laughs> yep. <laughs> with no heel turn. With no exactly, no Vince McMahon handshake and hug. Right. I'm sure that happened backstage with Steve, but what whatever. Did, yeah. I, I handshake <laughs> and hug everyone. No, some uh, people don't like to be hugged. All right. So, you know, we had that. We were talking about buffet and all these types of matches. Uh, if this was a match uh, in a food content, I think it would be context. It would be the Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> Because it gives whoa, you the runs. Whoa. whoa. And I, see, I don't no, think, no, 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 I don't no. think two. Well, Gringo, Gringo is white, Loco but two, and Volador. Oh, this next one. I, I, think don't, think, the last I don't think one. Volador no, no. would appreciate that comment because he is actually from Mexico, isn't he? Right. But see, as a fellow Mexican, I have accepted that I do like <laughs> Taco Bell. Okay. Yes. Um, so You're he'll welcome. be okay with You're it. You're welcome. For and that was all Charlie's doing. <laughs> oh, God. Like, yeah, it's, it's bad, <laughs> especially with the Baja Blast. Um, it's so good. It, it's it's so good, I guess. Um, all right, so <laughs> moving away from that. No, continue with. Uh, sorry, I'm interrupting. Uh, What's the analogy you're trying to get? Why is this that, a Taco Bell? Well, book? because it's Gringo Loco and Volador. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh because that, that, because that's purely it. It's white in Mexico. Uh, okay. But yeah, okay. I, I know it. this was so. Me talking to Gringo, I know this was a match that he was super excited yes. for. He was extremely happy that he got it. Yeah. Um, and you can tell in the ring. Yes. Um, and it, at the beginning, I think it was you know. It was all respect, fun, and like mm-hmm. Gringo's dream match. But then he turned it. He turned the heel level up a little bit. Yep, and really defined he heel versus face. And I think it was a great match. Yeah, yeah. We, I'll never like. I don't know if I've ever booed Gringo Loco, but yeah, he can turn the heel up if he yeah. wants to. Yeah, you but, haven't been to Gali, that's why. Yeah, no, I haven't. Really <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Continue, Chris will continue to bring that up. Um, the the finish was crazy. It was like. You know that spot that, like, okay, I'm not even going to try to explain it. I'm going to stop myself. But, like, uh, Penta and Phoenix, whenever they wrestle each other, mm-hmm. they do this. It's like, I don't know. Like, Phoenix runs off the ropes. Somehow he does, like, a backwards flip in the air and that gets power bombed. Yes. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was, like, kind of like that spot, yep. but it turned into a code red somehow. Yes. I don't know how it happened. I should have watched it back. I was like, should I watch that back? <laughs> the physics like really are incredible. Quick. So basically, yeah. <laughs> Volador ran at Gringo Loco and then put his head down into Gringo's knees and yes. then somersaulted up Gringo Loco, over Gringo Loco, yes. around Gringo Loco, and then ended in a code run. <laughs> yes. yes. Usually, yeah, usually when Penn and Phoenix do that spot, mm-hmm. the somersault up just ends in a power bomb. Yes. 
But Volador Jr. went over the top. Yes. And then ended in code red. He, he I don't moved, think I've seen yeah. that before. I've never seen that before. Mm-hmm. And I know they were very, very happy. The match was excellent. Yeah. All the sequences were really strong. The last two sequences leading excuse me, leading to the finish were fantastic. There was a lot of tit for tat. There was mm-hmm. like uh, meaning they both did the same moves on each other. So yep. like Volador did a moonsault and then he didn't he landed with the or like Gringo put his feet straight up and he yep. landed on his heel. Yep. They did the same thing. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of like anything you can do, I can yeah. do better. Volador is just so talented. I mean, truly, kind of like Andrew Everett, who we've got up on the next show, like a guy who's just, oh, yeah. gravity doesn't work the same way for Volador and Everett that it does for you and I. Right. Yeah. Like if I run into you and put my head between your knees, I just bang my head on your knee and fall down. Yeah, but that, that's a smile we would get. Rolls up someone's body. We should try it. We'll try it before the next show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Principal injured by ramming head into the knee. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, Volador did end up taking the victory. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, up next, we had Cota Brazil and Daga versus Lucha Brothers. Mm-hmm. Lucha Bros. Uh, I did not get that far into this match. <laughs> oh, no. Why not? No, I only no, made it to Gringo was, and Volador. I thought this was like the most upbeat yeah. match of the night uh, by far. Um, and not surprisingly. And this, I mean, this was like. Not in a bad way, but I, this was like standard Lucha Brothers stuff. Mm-hmm. They're fin- they finished it the way they usually do. Yep. Which was package pile driver plus, uh, I don't even know what to call it, like middle somersault yeah. senton yeah. thing. Um, and the announcers did a really good job here of like comparing the two tag teams. Like Cota Brazil and Daga have never tagged before. Yep. Lucha Brothers are brothers. So, like, they were playing the chemistry thing against each mm-hmm. other a couple different times. Absolutely. So, shout out to them. And, yeah, I mean, this was... It definitely picked the crowd back up going into the main event. Yeah. Not that, like... I don't know if we're... I don't think we're doing these in order. Not that, like, Gringo, Loco, and Volador brought the crowd down at all. It didn't. No, but, but it, it just... It got... There is something special about Pentagon and Phoenix. And it's, it's funny. So, I, I've always measured wrestling... By in some sense, by the wives and girlfriends. So like when I was 19 and we were at my buddy's house watching pay-per-views and the various girlfriends would like hang out and like watch. By the casuals? The casuals. Okay. And so like, you know, it's, it's whose girlfriend, what does she think is cool while she's watching a wrestling pay-per-view with us? Where, okay. Like that, that tells you, I think, what jumps off the page. Like, cause yeah. we watch so much wrestling, we're kind of drowned by it. And my, yes. some of my buddy's wives and moms and various family members that are at the shows all of them, can, they just talk about Pentagon and Phoenix. Like, there's something about these guys. They're incredible. Like, one is called Pentagon. One is Phoenix. I don't know. But, like, there's something about them that translates to non-wrestling fans. To people that showed up just to support me or Eric or the school or whatever, they walk away going, oh, my God, those guys are amazing. And there's something, yes, this was a standard Pentagon-Phoenix match. Absolutely. But that standard is phenomenal. Yeah, and there's something just True. so upbeat and special about these guys. Like you can have, and I don't want to use other names because I don't want to put other guys under the bus. But like you can have guys who are as athletically talented or do as much fast stuff, but something isn't as special. Yeah, there's just something about these two guys. Right, there's like a special yeah. charisma that you can't, for some reason, like it's unique to them. I don't know about it. Or like an aura, almost. Yes. Is that the right word? Oh, gosh. And so real real quick story. Um, Eric, my right-hand man who works with all the talent stuff, 
tells a story about how he works with all the guys in the back, talks to all the talent, what goes over the matches, whatever, while I'm running doing production stuff. Pentagon, outside of his gear, like you would see Pentagon and be like, oh, who's that nice young man? I don't want to see it. I don't ever want like, to see it. It is truly, like, he looks like, and I don't want to say too much, but he does, he, he is, does like not a normal all, dude? Oh, less than a normal, not less, but like, so approachable, yeah. so nice, so whatever. We might have talked about this before. Not that, like, not yeah. to stop you, but continue. when he puts the makeup on and yeah. the gear on, it's like he grows three inches and like gets more in shape and becomes this <laughs> other <Tanner. laughs> thing. It's yeah. like he becomes this other thing. Yeah. And Pentagon in full gear, like I see him like in the hallway before he goes out, and like I booked him, and like I pay him, and like I know him, but like he passes me in the hallway, and I'm like, oh man, like that's Pentagon. And like five minutes earlier, when he was just himself, you're like, oh, hey, you know, his name. And so you're, he's just a total human being. There is something about both Pentagon and Phoenix, when they get geared up, they transform to something more than just guys. So they flip and that's not switch. true of everybody. Yeah, they yeah. flip a yeah. switch. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah. It's like a football locker room. You go from like fun and games, and then all of a sudden you have to like flip your mindset on, and yes. like, I have to get physical with people now. But they, like they become mean. something different. Yeah. It's like, I, I would imagine what it's like to see Gene Simmons on the street versus Gene Simmons in Kiss gear. <laughs> really? Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. becomes a different it's thing. The right? mask, the gear, the makeup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's like you know. seeing Chris sober and Chris after Amo Dells. Oh, my gosh. Oh. Like, <laughs> we, got, we got a few to go, Chris. <laughs> yeah, we got a few to go. Yeah. Um, so up next, you, they're not add this to the to this, to the. I had, did I not have notes about it? No. No, it was, it was the, the main, main event. event, right? Main event. I just must have been Holly, so Holly good. Holly a special that. guest referee. Mm-hmm. So, we, so we need to cheat stuff. We need to, I think you should do a seminar on how the audience should take a scoop slam. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that I know how to take one, but. Yeah. Um, no, this was, uh, they made it feel important from the start. And yeah, like Jordan was trying to slam some people, but. You know they they didn't like jump into her arms right, but yeah. it was important. It was, this match felt very very important. It had the let's go so and so, let's go so and so feel yeah. mm-hmm. from the start. And we, we you know I remember looking at Eric and maybe Mike Caster or somebody else behind the curtains going like, "Yep, all right, we're good. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're gravy from here on out because mm-hmm. we spent a year building this. Yeah, and That's, it yeah, and the felt like there. it, it mattered. Like a main event. It yeah. mattered. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And this is also like. This had to be like the hardest match of the night to predict. Yeah, because it could go because they've both been total badasses for a second. Yeah, yeah. they've and, both been total badasses, and know, they're both like they're not like oh exclusive anywhere. Nope. It's just like they can. They it could can go work. either way, right? And and ultimately it went with. I mean, you know, Jordan's absolutely incredible. I think Tessa is pound for pound possibly the best wrestler in the world, as far as it factor, as far as presence in a match. And so ultimately, it went with the person who is just a hair more of a presence. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm. I haven't been. Yeah. Her like all the stuff I've seen about her at Slammiversary has yeah. been like, man, I should fucking order that for just for the pay per view. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I mean, I, I it was obviously a lot of Sammy too, but I think sure. she proved that she can fucking tango with anyone if you can tango with sammy who can't you wrestle i think i've told this story before i don't know if i told it here with you guys and, and kind of get my various stories mixed i was when warrior was not a thing yet and i was just kind of thinking about it whatever i went to shimmer 
in July or June of 17. And Tessa wrestled on that show. And she was in a tag match, I think, with Britt Baker against a couple other girls. And there was a three-year-old or tiny little girl, maybe not three, maybe she was six or seven, in the crowd. And she yells at Tessa Blanchard. And Tessa, mid-match, stops and turns and yells back at this little kid. And then she continues her sequence in the ring and keeps arguing with this little kid in the audience. And she did so without missing a beat, and everything was funny, but snarky, but heelish, but whatever. And Tessa was still somewhat green at this point in summer of 17. But at that moment, that's I went... Cra- First of all, that's crazy to think about. Yes. Yeah. It was like, she's a star. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and, I, and I watched a whole set of Shimmer tapings, which are 9,000 hours long. They're amazing, but they're 9,000 hours long. <laughs> no, I know. And, yeah. um, <laughs> it's a marathon. But of everything I saw that day, the only thing I remember from that whole day is Tessa in that moment. Because at that moment, I went, this is a star. If I ever start anything in wrestling, the first woman I'm looking for is her. And that held out. I mean, the Mm -hmm. first email or DM or whatever I sent to a female wrestler was to Tessa Blanchard um, in January of 18 when we started Warrior One. And and so ultimately, I think... That's a cool little tidbit. Yeah. You're putting yourself out there and you're going after the top dog. Yes. First. Yeah. And she wasn't with Impact yet and she wasn't with other places yet. And she'd been doing a lot of indies. And there was something from the moment I first saw her where I went. And, and again, not like I discovered something nobody else. Like everyone knows she's amazing, right? Yeah. But what, the, I was sold at minute one. And so when we had the discussion about who would represent Warrior Wrestling as the women's champion, for me it always came back to I've never seen anyone with more presence than her. And I think especially, I mean – no offense to Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is amazing. Like what she's done is great. I think Tessa's better with facial expressions. I think Tessa's better with promos. I think Tessa reacts mm-hmm. better to things that happen in the ring. I think when opponents kick out of Tessa's moves, Tessa, Tessa, everything a wrestler should be good at, Tessa is a ten out of ten at. And she might not be doing like you know flying double moon salts like Andrew Everett, but that's not her role. Yeah, she right. reminds me of. And think about this next time you watch her. Tessa is the female Steve Austin. Everything matters. Everything, every kick out, every move, every everything, she's awesome. So I've just gone on a long tangent about her. But ultimately, that's why she carries the torch for Warrior Wrestling as the women's champion because I don't know anybody better. That was really well said. I, yeah, I, I, I cannot seen. disagree with that. So. Can't argue with that. Yeah. Um, so that that was Warrior Wrestling 5. That, that was, was Warrior, Warrior 5, man. Five. She walks out with the champ. Warrior Wrestling 6, Sunday, September 1st. Yes, sir. Marion Catholic High School. Yep. Google it. VIP Fan Fest starts at 5 p.m. Yep. Um, we should be there, right? I haven't yeah, checked my calendar, so. but I'm, if I'm, I'm in town. I'm sure. If you're in town, if you're not flying anywhere or whatever, you know, <laughs> you should make it guy. out there, Charlie. I should, <laughs> I should try. You know, I'm going to, you're going to hate me. I'm going to, I'm trying to go to a couple of Ways Bears games this year. So oh, just okay. Just more, just more. You know, I don't know. The, the podcast might suffer at, at oh. the beginning of uh, August. I'm, I'm going to Disney. Oh, why don't you just solo, travel with each Charlie other and episode? do it on? <laughs> We're gonna lose all our viewers, all, all our listeners. Charlie episode. Uh, yeah, we we could record remote. I mean, no, we, we could get a well, we could no, get Mickey. On I would the pod. never ask you to record during your vacation. <laughs> Not with you, so uh, you're creating memories. Yeah, uh, it's it, we're actually going for Itzel's birthday, so she's turning four. Okay. And we're spending it out there, and it's a big family trip. My parents are going as well. Wow. Um, I got a couple uh, family members from Mexico that are meeting us up there. So cool. I'm a little scared just because, Why? like, somehow I end up being, like, the guide. 
and like leading shit what up. What do you mean and somehow? Ancient. That's because <laughs> that's because this is Chris in a nutshell. <laughs> what can I do to help at this very moment? He doesn't care. He doesn't ever think about himself. It's Aww. always like give, 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 give. You do it. It's a good mm-hmm. thing. I'm giving you a compliment. Yes. But yeah, that's why. Yeah. Because you're always like, and that's and that's fine if you're gonna be that person. But like, like I tell you sometimes, there, like, be a little times, selfish. Right. There's times where I'm like, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be that person, but I just know that that's my role. You know. So always. Always. You gotta know role. your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> shut your mouth. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, September fifth or September first. September first. Yes. September fifth is like a Thursday, <laughs> right? And it's on a Sunday. Yep. So uh, the day you know. after. Day after All Out. Same thing we did last year with All In. That's right. And that works out perfectly. Are you, for are us. you going to All Out? We don't have tickets yet. I'm going to probably StubHub them. I mean, us and 128,000 yeah. other people didn't get them. So. Yeah. yeah, it'll keep going. It's been going down since. So continue to look out for that, you the listener. Yeah, um, it'll probably drop. Yeah, I don't. I don't have tickets. I would like to go. Well, we'll our play is like <laughs> our play is that we're gonna hopefully like whiteboard a little bit after you leave, Steve. Is like hopefully, Ooh. hopefully we at least like make a play to try to go. Yeah, as like local media. Yeah, hopefully, I don't know. Well, I think we'll, it's a we'll long shot, but hey, we're gonna. We're gonna if you need someone shot. to carry cables, you know, bring me, and I'll be like, oh, I'm just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm help, helping uh, them do whatever. Yeah, 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 I don't know why you bring cables into the show, but whatever. Hey, hide me in a bag. AEW talent can work outside some, so ish. So there are a variety of restrictions, and there are there is a final date on everybody. So yeah, so we would very much like to have some AEW talent on this show. Um, ultimately it didn't work out, except for Phoenix and Pentagon, who do whatever they want, and they don't care. So, um, <laughs> Truly, said Omiedo. Truly. <laughs> truly. Phoenix. Zero fear of not being booked. Yeah. No one worries about <laughs> Phoenix and Pentagon. Uh, um, but no, we would have loved to have, have had a few other people, but it didn't work out. But totally understandable. I mean, because AEW's got to do their thing. So Yeah, I get it. So we got a lot of Impact guys, got a lot of CMLL guys. Let, yeah, let's run through. Yeah, so we have... Uh, so your poster is... Jam packed with people, Jam-packed. right? Twenty wrestlers are in this poster. Mm-hmm. I made a list of that. Oh my gosh! And count. it's uh, so wait, on- wait, nineteen wrestlers and Frank the Clown are in this poster. Oh, did I skip Frank the Clown? No, he's on it, but he's, <laughs> he's not a wrestler. Oh, okay. Well, he's in my book, quote unquote hardcore. Yeah, sure. Well, yeah. <laughs> so nineteen um, wrestlers and Frank the Clown. Okay. So you have uh, Soberano Junior. Yep. Atlantis, which I popped hard when I saw that. Yes. Was that guy in Lucha Underground? No, Atlantis no. is not. CMLL all the CML way. CMLL all the way, yeah. Are you still around a junior CMLL guy? Uh, yeah. I believe so. Are dismantling mm-hmm. that promotion? Yes, we're actually... <laughs> we're dis- You're merging we're, with CMLL. Yes, we're taking it apart piece by piece and shipping it to Chicago Heights. <laughs> uh, Dragon Lee comes back. Yes. Can, we, so. can I request Dragon Lee be in a, a singles barn burner? He is. Okay, thank you. <laughs> he all is. Right. And, and he was a last-minute fill-in at Warrior 3. And that's just my laziness because I should watch more of his New Japan stuff. But his new you Japan. You don't watch stuff, his new Japan stuff. I've watched some of it. Okay, get Charlie, off my, get off my back. <laughs> get out. Leave. His new Japan stuff is like his car wreck matches are. I've never enjoyed a person watching them kill themselves more. I don't think. Yes, he's insane. He's insane. He's okay, true. so thank you for that. He is in a. Uh, as of right turn now, as of right now, he is in a one-on-one barn burn. That's what I. That's but we'll all see. I There's a couple of things waiting to, to fall into place. But that, as of right now, that's on. You made my day. All right. Uh, Daga makes a return. Daga, underrated man. The guy's awesome. Very yeah. underrated. Templario 
Yes. Who's also, you know, I think he's going to be amazing. Yep. And you have Caristico on this as well. Yes. You know, I've, I've seen him a couple of times now at uh, at Gali. And now he's coming to Warrior Wrestling. That's going to be super exciting. Yeah. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr., Wardlow, Frank the Clown. Not a wrestler. Ma- Michael Helgen, <laughs> Andrew Everett, Sam Adonis, Tessa Blanchard, Ultimo Guerrero, Filthy Tom Lawler, Austin Aries, Penta El Cero M, Phoenix, Mick Foley, and Brian Cage, yes. the champion. And you yeah. can meet them all at a fan fest. Yes. Fan fest that starts at 5 p.m. 5 o'clock. Yep. And, and the fan fest went up this time, which some people grumbled about on Facebook. But, you know, we booked Mick Foley, Caristico, Ultimo Guerrero, and Atlantis. So, like, yeah, that's. We, we got to pay for them. So, <laughs> it's still the best deal in wrestling. It's just way more expensive than it had been. Starcast is happening and all that stuff, you know, yes. during the weekend. But this is the Lucha Starcast here. Like, yes, it's arguably like a better. Yeah, it's arguably a better bang for your buck in some aspects because like, yes, you could is. get more time with them. It's not as crowded. You get to potentially like see. I don't know what Starcast is, but well, most of Starcast you're charged individually per guy. So like, yeah, for example, and you're not here. You pay to get in, and then year. you individually pay for every yeah. that you so, want to meet. So the basic so you're getting charged twice at Starcast. The basic package is thirty bucks to get in the hotel, and then you pay for every hotel, every autograph, every picture. Last year for Ray Mysterio, they were charging seventy-five or hundred for Ray, and Ray was part of our twenty-five dollar package, which we way underpriced. Um, so this year, this year our price is a hundred for what will be twenty-five wrestlers when they're all announced. So it's literally four dollars a wrestler, which is you cannot beat that. And that includes Mick Foley, Pentagon Phoenix, Brian Cage, Ultimo Guerrero, Atlantis, Dragon Lee, Tom Lawler, everybody you can possibly think of. And there are a few more still coming, which I can't announce yet because they're not finalized yet. So. Um, it's it's still the absolute best deal in wrestling. It really by far. Is. It really is. Name a deal half as good. And that that's why you it's a good way to put it in perspective. Like go get there and on time. Yeah. Say go in there, say your piece of the wrestler, get in the next line, and it'll be like completely worth it. Yeah. If that's your deal. You I know? mean it's it's I mean it's gonna be incredible. Yep. I don't know. So Templario, he's a he has a Templar mask, right? I think. Like the cross. Oh, yeah, yeah I never thought yeah. of that, yeah. Come on, did you teach history? <laughs> <laughs> American history. Uh, okay. Not the Knights of the Temple. Have you ever played uh, Assassin's Creed? I never have. I'm not a video game guy. Okay. Or haven't well, been for a while. That's okay. I know, I'm sorry. There's a lot of... I mean, you're you're playing to your uh, Hispanic audience. Yes. Would I say yes? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Oh, my God. Look, look at this thing. It's a lot of new CMLL. Yeah. Andrew Everett is healthy. Yes. He is unreal. Guy's unreal. So we're very excited for him. Yeah, I feel like he's very underrated. Yep. Like I, I, I mean, he definitely had has had a few injuries that that set him back a bit. But yeah, yeah. Anywhere he's at, like he's never disappointed. Like I, I really like Everett. Yeah. yeah. Same here. So yeah, I mean, th- this is just the poster alone. Like you, in the upcoming weeks, will be announcing matches, yep. and based on what you said, five more wrestlers that yep. are not in this poster, but at will least, be announced. Yeah. It's going to be, I mean, I can only imagine the, the matches that are going to come out of this. Like you just said, Dragon Lee is in a barn burner. Yeah, um, I'm, I, yeah I don't, I don't There's know. There's like potentially six new masks you could get. Five, six oh, new so masks. Oh, so many masks. So uh, many masks. Yeah. Don't, yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. I need to get a part-time job to, to yeah. keep this going. And when yeah. we lay it all out, when we announce all the matches to the world, and we're still waiting on a few dominoes to fall into place before we call the card done, it will be what we've talked about, a buffet. 
we, we always want it to be different types of matches. So it's not the same thing 10 matches in a row. So we're really excited about it. Yeah. Do I? I don't see any other female on here except Tessa. Do I? You do not. Wow. Hmm. So I wonder who that's going to be. Someone there's who's been holding out on you, maybe. Well, there's a couple ways that could go. Daga versus Tessa. Okay. Intergender title? I will leave it at that. There's mm-hmm. a couple ways that could go. I never said I would Another cry. Another observation. I don't see um, the... I mean, there, have we ever talked about a possibility of a tag title? Tag yes. titles? Um, yeah, there's sure. no really plans at the moment. Any... any tag teams really outside of the Lucha Brothers. I mean, yeah, then you, you can, you know, pair some Luchadors together. Yeah. Or, sure, sure, sure. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't see any tag teams. That's yeah. why I brought that up. No, it's a, it's a good observation. No tag titles this time out. Um, down the line, maybe. Mm-hmm. But um, now there's going to be... We've got... Nothing's in stone yet. We've got a lot of things in pencil as we're waiting on final things from a few other people. We like to have an idea of what the show is and then this is the show and let's release it as opposed to, well, this match or this... Like, no. What, before we tell the public anything, we know what's going to open the show, what's going to close the show, and generally what the order is going to be. We know what our show looks like. Okay. And so uh, once we have that final and set... We're going to start rolling things out. Uh, okay. One last question before sure. we let you go. Ultimo Guerrero, is that part of the Guerrero wrestling family? or No, unrelated. Um, he, he is in the true sense of the translation of the, the last warrior or the ultimate warrior. Um, and so he's the current CMLL champ, but not related to Gory, Chavo, and, and Eddie and that whole family. Okay. Yep. Cool. Just clear if, that If up. I'm not mistaken, I think he is somewhere related to the Hoovy family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Juice. I think he's a Who cousin. had a killer promo at AEW last time we saw him. Oh, yeah? <laughs> it was hilarious. He forgot, like, uh, this is not uh, a jab at anyone, not even Hoovy, but it was just hilarious. He was, like, cutting a promo, and then he's like, uh, they faced, who did they face? Chuck and Trent, maybe? Yeah, I think okay. so. And he's like, you, he's like, it was a pleasure to work with you, or you, Chuck, and you and he points at Trent. You motherfucker! And like he forgot. You could tell he forgot his name. And Trent's just like, "I'm Trent." He's just like pointing at himself. That's I'm right. Trent. Oh god, it was a it was a great like Hoovy like space out moment. Sure. Yeah. Oh man, really great. No offense to Hoovy. He's a none taken. Right. Yeah. So that's how he is. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I guess uh, we this... wasted enough of your time. Probably. Oh stop! You guys <laughs> never wasted. You, you gave me Modelo's to drink and fed me Aurelio's pizza. You have, you have my heart. Mm-hmm. I you, mean... Wait, don't say that too loud, because now everyone that comes is going to expect Modelo's. Well, like, they can <laughs> expect sorry. Modelo's. They can expect Modelo's, but not Aurelio's. No, you know what? Okay. I want everyone to know that. <laughs> Did you hear that, Trent? Trent Zubery? <laughs> I got Aurelio's pizza. Wow. Oh, shots wow. fired. Shots fired. Trent hasn't been here in a while, and we might do like a little... Uh, JLM action. JLM action with okay. Trent and Basil. But no um, pizza. We'll see. No pizza. And in his defense, uh, if he brings the sauce, pizza has to be involved. If the hemi sauce is here, pizza is involved. Fair enough. (laughs) But thank you for coming. Gentlemen, as always, thank you for having me. Yeah. Keep doing your thing. Keep being yourself. Thanks for all the rest you're providing. And And uh, we'll see you September 1st. Sounds good, guys. All right. It is time for us to go home. Mm -hmm. Remember, you can follow us at Two Heels and a Face on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's the number two, Heels and a Face. You can visit our website at twoheelsinterface.com. You can find Two Heels in a Face Wrestling merch at watermaneuver.net and at prowrestlingtees.com. Yes. You can listen to our 
other episodes over at SoundCloud, Search Radio, Google Play, iTunes. iTunes being first, probably the most important. Why do I never lead with that? It's I don't okay. know. While you were out, I asked for reviews. So I haven't gotten shit. Yeah. Yeah, you know, let's start asking for that. Yeah. Just let's be just, a little selfish. Yeah, let, let us know what you think. Seriously, tell us what you think I on mean, a review. Our dozens and dozens of fans need to let us know what they yeah. think. Yeah. All <laughs> five of you. Can you please leave us an iTunes review? No, but seriously, it helps out a lot. All right. You don't even need to write anything. Just click the five stars. It's a, little, oh, it's a click that, of a That's button. a rate. That's not a review. You can rate and review. Oh, is that what that's? That's the difference? Yeah. Okay. All rate right. and review. Rate and review. Mm-hmm. And, hashtag uh, beat up GPA. Hashtag beat up GPA. Hashtag push Paco. Is Paco in the jail, huh? I don't know. We'll find out with the backstage boys. I'm, I'm gonna, uh, why not? Why not? Why not? He he actually why got not? he got a. Uh, have you seen his video that he did with uh, Rob? Uh, I think I saw the preview. I should watch it. I'm yeah. gonna go, I'm gonna watch some. Ro- I need to catch up on Rob videos. You know, that, watch that's, Rob videos. that's actually one of the things I do during my lunch break. I'm like I definitely Ooh, yeah. have. Ooh, it's a good lunch break. Rob yeah. videos on the lunch. Yeah. Rob videos or hashtag Rob videos or lunch. Hashtag Rob videos on lunch. Listen up, everybody, if you wanna take a chance. It won't take long We're gonna put you in a chance With our funky song Cause you gotta be Yeah